and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Hangover Podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Penninger, and I know it's been quite some time since I have released an episode, but I am back and better than ever, and I'm super excited that I'm finally able to have some time sit down and record another great episode for everybody. I hope you guys missed me. I hope you guys <laughs> weren't too annoyed by the sound of my, my own voice and wanted to hear more episodes. Life has been crazy, and I don't want to use that as an excuse, but I have totally missed sitting here making a podcast for you guys because I felt like life has definitely gotten in the way lately, and I haven't been making time for myself. A few months ago, I told myself that I wanted to do things that made me feel good, made me feel happy and just all around benefited me, my mental health, physical, emotional well-being, health, all of that. And I was doing really good with this podcast for a while. And then once things started happening in my life, crazy things, I just kind of forgot about it. And I truly believe that you make time for the things that you love and that you enjoy to do. Yes, we are all busy. But that just means maybe setting your alarm 30 minutes earlier to wake up and do your self-care morning routine if that's something that really benefits you and makes an impact on your day and makes you happy. Or setting aside time for me to be able to do this podcast. Whatever it is for you, yes, we are all busy and life can get in the way, but I do not want to keep using that as an excuse because this ultimately benefits me in the most positive way and I love Being on this type of platform and having this outlet to share my own stories and just being able to talk in a microphone and feel like I'm talking to friends. So yeah, we are back, episode six. So just a quick little update. I am a zucchini mom now. I know in the last episode, I believe, I had said that I was going to start my own garden. Well, I ended up going with zucchini and cucumbers because those thrive in the heat and take a lot of water and direct sunlight. So I thought I would just do zucchinis and cucumbers for my first little veggies in my garden And last week, I went out to go water my beautiful children that have been blossoming and growing up so fast. And I saw my first little baby zucchini, Lil Z, shout out, love you kid, you're growing up so fast already each day. I I think you're just growing right in front of me. I just can't believe it. But I'm super excited to finally see progress with my garden. I feel like each day I go out and the leaves are getting greener and bigger and there's different flowers coming out in different little areas of the of the leaves and not branches, but stems. Yes, the stems. Oh my gosh, everything is just expanding and I couldn't be happier. Definitely struggling just a little bit because it's been so hot lately. So I've been watering my babies twice a day. And they have definitely been doing a lot better. So I just wanted to give that update because I'm super excited to have Lil Z in my life. Because I can't wait for more little baby zucchini and cucumbers <laughs> to come into my life. I am just so blessed out here, you guys, okay? Um, but honestly, that's my garden update. So what this episode is going to be about today, I think I'm going to make it into a 
two-part episode because it's just going to be too much and I felt like with my celiac disease story it was way too much information all into one episode so I'm going to split it up into two episodes. We will be talking about how I was diagnosed with SIBO which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I know that is such a mouthful (laughs) so SIBO for short. We are going to be talking about how I was diagnosed with that a few years ago And the few years it has taken me up until present day, healing my stomach, healing my body, all the things that I've had to go through, it has been such a journey and it still continues to be a journey each and every day. So I'm really excited to share my story because SIBO, not a lot of people know about it, but I feel like as of recently, it's becoming more and more not popular, but well-known and people are more aware of it because people are misdiagnosed with IBS or other issues because that's what doctors like to do. Oh, you have IBS, but no, which you totally could have IBS, 100%, but there could be a deeper root cause or issue that you might be having, which could be SIBO. So I'm really excited to share my story, everything that I've had to go through up until this point. So Stay tuned if you guys want to hear about my SIBO success story. So in 2018, I decided what was best for me and my mental health at the time was that I needed to go on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. I felt like I had I had did everything that I possibly could for my mental health and this was what I needed to do for myself and honestly being on that medication for a few months definitely made a huge impact in my life. I really noticed a huge difference and no shame to anybody that is on antidepressants. If that is what works best for you, that is amazing. It is so important to do what's best for you, making you feel better. So I was on that for a few months and since I was a dancer, I've always been used to being the same weight and shape. Within the few months of being on that medication, I had gained probably 15 pounds in the matter of four to six months, which was so bizarre because I was working out all the time, eating super, super healthy. My, I think that was probably, I was in my prime, working out a ton. My macros were always on point. The only thing that was I was doing differently was taking the antidepressants. I went and saw my primary care physician and we compared my weight from when I was there last time and she she has known me my whole entire life. She definitely thought that I had an allergic reaction to the medication because I did not understand how I had gained that much weight in such a short amount of time. And I know that weight isn't everything and the scale and the number on the scale isn't everything. But for me and my battles with body image issues and being the same weight my whole entire life and being a certain size my whole life, this was not okay for me at the time. So I decided to get off the antidepressants because I was not okay with gaining 15 pounds. After a few months, I thought that the medication was finally out of my system 
It had been around maybe six months, maybe a few, maybe like four or six months after. Talked to my primary care physician again. I still was not able to lose any weight. Still doing my normal workout routine, healthy eating, all of that. She had said that my medication was probably out of my system by now, but just wait and give it some more time. So I was hopeful. I was, I trusted her. I, I listened to her and I was like, okay, it'll come out of my system. And all of a sudden this weight will start to shed, shed right off of me. Almost, I feel like a year later, my, my stomach did not go down. My stomach got worse. It started to look like I was pregnant, severely pregnant. And not like after you go get Mexican food and you're bloated and have a food baby or after Thanksgiving, like you have a food baby. Like, no, mine was extremely large, very extended. Like you could see like my obliques or something, whatever it was on the side of my stomach, like it was super extended. You know how little kids, like toddlers had that huge stomach and it's just super extended and it's rock solid. Like it's not squishy, it's rock solid. That's how my stomach was. And I woke up each day in such bad stomach pain. I tried working out because I thought, oh, maybe I just have some gas buildup. No, I tried gas X. No, none of that. I don't know what was going on. I would You know when you wake up for girls, and I mean, I guess probably for guys too, but you wake up and you're morning skinny? No, I woke up and I was morning pregnant. I would take one sip of water and my stomach would be so far out. I felt like I couldn't even walk or move because it hurt that bad. I just kind of dealt with it for quite some time because I, I honestly had no idea what was going on with me. I got blood work done. And it all came back normal besides I was deficient in B12. So that was very defeating because when I went back to go see my primary care doctor, I was like, what is up with my stomach? What is going on with me and my body? Like, I know something is not right and the medication should be way out of my system by now. How come I haven't gotten back to quote unquote normal for me? And it's very frustrating. Anybody who has health issues, you wait so long for an appointment, you get excited when the appointment comes and you do blood work, you do different tests, and you're optimistic because you're doing all these things to hopefully get results back. And when everything comes back positive and there's nothing wrong with you, it's the worst feeling and is so defeating. I can't even describe it to you. The amount of times that I felt that way. Why? Why? Why can't they find something? What's wrong with me? Why can't I go back to normal? I dealt with my stomach being pretty large like that for a long time. It was affecting my relationships, my social life, my work life, everything. I remember I had one of my friend's birthday parties and we were all going to like a nice place and we were all going to wear dresses and all that. A few days before, I go to try on some clothes at the mall. I pick out a dress and some other cute outfits, and I put them on in the dressing room, and none of them fit. My normal sizes did not fit, and I had such a bad panic attack. I broke down, was crying. I was in the worst mood. I left instantly because my stomach was so extended and rocked rock solid. I didn't want to wear anything. Nothing felt good to me. 
and I remember I just cried. I was so upset. My mom came home. She asked me how my shopping was. I said, not good. I broke down again, and we tried to go find some jeans that that fit me because my other jeans ripped because I just couldn't fit into them anymore. And I remember going to my friend's party. Everyone was in cute little dresses, and I was the only one in jeans and a top. And I felt so out of place. I felt really upset about myself. Like, why is this happening to me? I take such good care of myself. Why? Why can't I do this? I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to wear I didn't want to wear anything. I didn't want to do anything. I had to leave work a few times because I couldn't even button my pants because my stomach hurt so bad. I have loads and loads of pictures of my stomach looking huge and Honestly, everybody that I show the pictures of my stomach to, they look at it and they're like, my stomach hurts looking at that because it looks, your stomach looks like it hurts. And I'm like, yeah, it freaking hurt. So I dealt with my stomach hurting and being like that and still being at my certain weight for over a year. And I finally, I will never forget the day when my friend Emily Noble, my celiac sister, she transferred to the Trader Joe's that I work at, and she told me that she had celiac disease, and she also told me that she had SIBO, and I was like, what the heck is SIBO? I've never heard of that. She told me it's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and she had it as well as Hashimoto's. Those two things I've never heard of because me and her instantly bonded about having celiac, and she was new, and we instantly clicked, and we still have such a great relationship and friendship. So when she told me about the SIBO, I dug deeper and tried to find more information about it because all of my symptoms were lining up to SIBO. And people who have celiac disease are more common to eventually have or develop SIBO in their life. So I got in contact with a gastrointestinal doctor and I waited about three months for the appointment. So that prolonged my healing time because I had to wait even longer, three months for an appointment. And I was so ready for this appointment. You don't even understand. I had a food log ready for him. I had so many things written down, all of my notes, my medication, stuff that I was on, my supplements I was I was on, my just just everything, all my blood work that I've done. I was ready for this appointment and waiting three months, anybody who knows, for an appointment, you're like, I'm not leaving there until I get an answer because I'm so over this not knowing and feeling like shit each day. Sorry for my language. But honestly, I was, I felt more depressed and such bad anxiety than I ever had. I'm like, I was trying to do something good for myself putting myself on that type of medication to better myself and ultimately it did but then it affected me negatively for years to come after. Since SIBO is so new nobody really knows the root cause of it and I ultimately believe that my medication was the root cause of it. Also if you're on multiple antibiotics that can really destroy your gut and your small intestine and everything in there and you can develop a bacterial overgrowth. So, I truly believe that my medication caused it. And to this day, if I ever get sick and they try and put me on medication, I still cannot take antibiotics because it makes my stomach flare up. I cannot 
deal with having my stomach flare up because I haven't had a flare up in quite some time now. So yeah. And I, and also if you have stomach issues, you know that your mind and your gut are so connected. It's crazy. So even though I was so depressed and had anxiety about my stomach, I was also trying not to stress myself out even more because that was a, a, a making my stomach more bloated and more extended and hurting more. So it was such a mind game and it was so hard and it still is hard if you struggle with just anxiety in general. It really messes up your stomach. So the day finally comes and I get to my gastrointestinal appointment and my mom goes with me and shout out to Dr. Carr. Love you. Definitely helped me for the time being, but I'm a very talkative and outgoing person and when he walks in the room he's definitely an older gentleman not very enthusiastic and like hey guys how's it going and I look at my mom and I just remember giving her the eyes and I'm like oh no I waited this long for appointment and is this guy gonna help me but ultimately he was such a rock star he really did help me so I told him everything and I kind of word vomited at him for like 30 minutes about my story and everything and I told him I thought I had SIBO and he was really impressed. He told me that he was really impressed that I was educated on the subject, knew a lot of the background and information and it was really reassuring for him to not just like blow me off or rush me, just kind of take the time to really get to know me and have a deep conversation and explain everything that I needed help with. So for SIBO, there's three different ways you can be treated. One, with antibiotics called Zyfaxin. Two, an herbal supplement. I think it's with berberine and garlic mixture. And then also, it was a powder drink that that's all you drink. That's all you drink. So all three of them did not have 100% success rate. It was probably like 50 to 60% success rate for either one of them. But he saw that there was a few percent better results for the antibiotic. And I was so desperate at this point. I said, give me the antibiotic. I need I need to do that. So when he said that he was pretty sure that I had SIBO and I had decided to go on the antibiotic, you have to take a breath test. So what the breath test does is it measures your hydrogen and methane gas levels in your small intestine to see if you have SIBO. So this is a three-hour test, and the night before, you have to eat specific foods, very strict specific foods, the night before, and you go into the doctor's office at my gastro's place, and you have to drink this sugary liquid, and you have to wait 15 minutes. Right after those 15 minutes, my stomach blew up. Shocker. (laughs) And every 15 minutes, I had to walk back into the room and blow in a tube to test my hydrogen and methane gas levels for three hours. It was the longest three hours ever. (laughs) Had to get up, blow into the tube, sit back down. Get up, blow into the tube, sit back down. I got my results back after the three hours, and he said they pretty much knew after like the second time that I blew into the tube that I had SIBO because my numbers were so high. So I was methane dominant in my stomach. And honestly, I was thrilled to hear that. It was music to my ears. I was like, let's go, baby. We finally know what I have because it was such a long time coming. 
I felt like it was like a year and a half to two years at this point dealing with these issues. So I was very relieved to finally put a face to the name of my health issues. My mom and I went to BJ's after that test and I got a pizookie and I got a pizza. I ate it all. I had no shame because I knew the next day I was going to start the antibiotic and start the SIBO-specific diet. And the SIBO-specific diet is pretty much an extreme version of a low FODMAP diet, which means that I was only able to eat certain fruits and vegetables, but only a half a cup maximum. No garlic, no onion, only salt and pepper. I could have all meats, no beans, no rice, no potatoes, pretty much nothing. And what this diet was meant to do was to help kill off the bacteria in your small intestine, as well as taking the antibiotic to kind of be like a double whammy because the bacteria in your gut feeds off of sugars. So ultimately what the diet and antibiotic were trying to do was to help kill off any excess bacteria in my small intestine while working together. And doing this diet was absolutely horrible. I was barely eating not even 500 to 900 calories a day. It was just absolutely draining. And I only stuck with the diet for about seven days when you're supposed to be doing it for 14 days, as well as taking the antibiotic for 14 days. So I did the SIBO-specific diet, like I said, for seven days, as long as I could. I just could not do it. And I was also taking the antibiotic for 14 days. Within that period, I was referred to a dietitian. I went to the dietitian. I told her my whole story from the very beginning. Word vomited to her like I did to my gastro doctor. And she was really able to help me try and figure out and navigate what foods I should be eating while battling, dealing with getting rid of SIBO. She ultimately wanted to help me when I got off of the antibiotic to slowly incorporate different food groups back into my diet to see what my stomach preferred and what it didn't. So she was really helpful. I still really like her. I haven't talked to her in a while, but I know that she's somebody I can go to for guidance, reference, anything that I need, SIBO related or not. So it's it was really nice, nice working with her. And she gave me a lot of guidance about incorporating different foods. So once the 14 days was up, I felt no different. I felt like it was a placebo, honestly. I felt like I was just taking the antibiotic and nothing was was happening, but I was trying to stay as positive and optimistic as I could because that was all I had to go off of. Like, okay, maybe after a week or two, I'll start to feel better, but there was absolutely no change. And once again, I was back to feeling defeated, sad, depressed, upset, Am I ever going to get healed? Am I ever going to feel okay? Am I ever going to be confident and happy again? So I called my gastro and he was great because he told me to call him anytime I needed him to and he would always get back to me. So I told him I wanted to go on another round of the antibiotics. I asked him if that was possible. He said yes, but he didn't want to do it just yet. He wanted to rule out a few other options and then put me on another round of antibiotics if that was absolutely necessary. So I think I'm going to end part one right here because I don't want to have 
an overload of information for you guys. Part two will consist of the next steps that I took, actually multiple steps that I took to try once again kill off the bacteria in my small intestine and the other route that I ended up taking to overall heal my stomach and get rid of my SIBO and officially be SIBO free and where I'm at today. So I hope you guys liked part one and please stay tuned for part two. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you.